What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Bad Side Podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed the first episode, but let me let you know we're going to be steaming up and diving deeper every episode. So in this episode, I get into the backstory about how me and my ex-wife met. There's an origin story to everything. So tap in, tune in, and get ready for another episode. Welcome to another episode of the Bad Side Podcast. I hope you folks have enjoyed uh, the first episode. Big shout out to B. Latrice, my boo, for holding it down, really pushing me over the edge to get things started. But this car is moving. Now, I believe that it's important to really pre-qualify yourself if you're going to help people in a specific area, if you're going to tap into something, especially like divorce. I think people need to know. They need to know the, the good side, the, the fun side, and the bad side. Now, I think when we get divorced, there is this temptation to paint a picture or to share with an audience that all of the bad stuff that you remember about the ex, all of the things that you know that you don't like about them. And even in the last episode, I said, you know, I struggle with liking her. But the truth is, it was not always that way. And if we're really being honest, for a lot of us, that was not our story either. We met these individuals at critical points in our life where we fell in love. We had all the bells and whistles and the butterflies were happening. And we thought this was going to be my forever. Nobody, at least within their good sense, gets married. And on their wedding day, they're thinking, I wonder what my divorce is going to look like. Not sane people, not (laughs) healthy people. For most of us, we're thinking this going to be it. We're going to get matching uh, grave plots when we die. We're going to have 2.5 children. We're going to travel the world. All of that. You don't anticipate, hey, this may not work. But everything starts from somewhere. So my hopes in this episode is to really start to give you the backstory about how we met. Now, I'm not going to give you the full breakdown and how things fell apart in this episode. But I do want to give you just a little peek into who I was, who she was, and start to kind of build uh, where, um, you know, where we ended up eventually. But I'm going to give you the story. But then maybe on the next episode, we'll kind of break down some things that you'll hear in this episode. And maybe the next one will be the flags, the red flags episode. Now, granted, red flags are often 2020, but I do think that there were some things and some checkpoints in the beginning that maybe I uh, hmm, was blinded by or maybe I didn't want to uh, pay attention to. But let's go in reverse real quick. Let's go in a little reverse. So this episode, we'll call it the Valentine's Day Massacre. Now, I didn't want to drop this episode on Valentine's Day because I felt like, you know, I don't want to talk about my uh, my previous marriage and how I got 
married on Valentine's Day. I don't want to talk about that this Valentine's Day, you know, about how I got married years ago on Valentine's Day. So I tried not to do that. You know, it was just me. I, I wanted to celebrate today or I wanted to celebrate that day in the spirit of where I am today. I didn't want to, oh man, I didn't want it to be this kind of dark cloud. Or maybe it was, man, I don't know. I don't know. You can use it for your disposal. You can kind of decide on where you think that it lands at. But we got married on Valentine's Day in February of 2024. 2024. 2024. So let's backtrack a little bit. I met this woman let's before we get to the, the wedding date let's go in reverse i met her when i was about 22 years old i met her when i was 22 years old now she happens to be five years older than me um 27 i'm 22 she's 27 now at the time i'm a young 22 year old man unemployed <laughs> gainfully unemployed, sleeping on the floor at my parents' house. Now, you should know I ended up back at my parents' house sleeping on the floor because maybe a year or so prior, um, I was living with my sister as a roommate. We had a nice little first apartment, but I didn't know that you had to keep a steady income, you know, coming in. I'm thinking you could pay your rent on uh, temp jobs, so I was working temp jobs. Problem with temp jobs is they're temporary. <laughs> those assignments come to an end. And when those assignments come to an end, guess what happens? So does your money. Now, nobody really explained that to me. Like, hey, bro, if you do a three-month job and you don't get another job until three months later, that's three months of rent that you still have to pay in <laughs> That's not going to work. So guess what? Fast forward, it didn't work. So I'm back at my parents' house, 22-year-old, sleeping on the floor, uh, unemployed. And I just happened to get an invite to a family fun day. You know, my cousin had her son going to a family fun day. No, he went to a, um, he went to a, a Head Start, a preschool. And they was like, yeah, why don't you come out and, and show support to your godson for Family Fun Day? I was like, okay, cool. Let me go. You know, I love the kid. You know, Rob loved the kids. So I go to this Family Fun Day. And it's at a preschool. Now, maybe you don't know, but preschools are predominantly employed by women. A lot of these women happen to be single women. So imagine a man, a male species showing up here who's engaged with the kids. Now, I like kids, you know, a little, a little, you know, some of them get on my nerves now, but back then I was young and I like kids. I like to hang out, like to be the big brother, big mentor, and some maybe even the daddy. So I'm out hanging. And they're like, who is this dude, right? And so, you know, I see a couple eyes looking and gawking at the young, you know, stallion, had a little chisel, little muscles, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then there's this one individual who just starts to talk and have conversations now. She starts to flirt, throwing her little banter back. I threw mine's back. I'm like, hey, all right, I'm single. I'm available. You know, I ain't got a whole lot, but I got, <laughs> I got a smile. I got charisma. And we start a conversation, and she's like, oh, you just coming here taking over. I was like, yeah, I am. Beautiful black woman. 27, in shape, trim, right? 
smile, cocoa, caramel, shea butter skin. I'm like, man, who is that? Now, another employee that worked there was like, hey, why don't you, uh, are you working now? It's like, nah, I'm not actually. It's funny that you asked, but, you know, it's a long story. It probably wasn't a long story. She was like, you, you should apply here. I was like, apply? Okay. You know, now, <laughs> I won't say that my only thoughts of applying was because it was these single ladies here, but largely because I had no money. So I'm thinking, cool, this makes sense. Let me let me get a little application. Here, they come out. Give me the application. I fill that joint out. Boom, boom, pow. I had an interview within like two days. They was like, all right, you're hired. Didn't need much else other than, you know, I was a man. Yeah, and I like kids and I wasn't a previous felon. So here I am. Now I got a job. Get a little bit of income. Didn't really have a place to stay, though. Didn't have a car. Well, I had a place to stay. I didn't have my own place. But I, I just, you know. But I'm like, I'm showing up for work day in, day out. This is like the perfect situation. You got to eat for free. You could eat with the kids. Um, get to hang out. Run around. And uh, <laughs> and you get to fraternize with the ladies. The ladies. <laughs> so that's what I did. And so, but she and I started to build on conversation started to talk a little bit more i was like oh there's something here she's cute and i know she's checking me out i'm checking her out she, I, I like what i see i like what i hear and so one day i was like let me let me i need to throw out some bait here and i wasn't working this day but she was so i called a job because i didn't have a personal phone number i called a job <laughs> janky and i was like hey what are you doing what are you doing friday she was like, nothing, you know, I'm not doing nothing. I was like, well, you want to go to the movies? And at the time, Brown Sugar was out. I was like, you want to go see Brown Sugar? And she was like, yeah, that would be really nice. Oh, sure. Okay. All right. Okay. So we go to prepare to see Brown Sugar, but then we find out Brown Sugar sold out. But guess what's not sold out? Eight Mile with Eminem. Yep. We go to C8 Mile. And I was like, yes. <laughs> you can dig with rap music? Because, you know, I'm a hip hopper to the core. If you know anything about me, you know I love rap, right? I'm a hip hopper. So I was like, oh, man, lose yourself. The music, the moment, you own it. Movie night went great. Gives, you know, gives me a phone number. We start talking off of work hours. Start dating. But then we start dating and then we start mating. Now, she had her own apartment. She had her own car. She had two jobs and she had a son. So she's providing a life for her son. And here comes uh, Bummy Bobby. Now I'm thinking, man, you know what? I got to get my stuff together, right? But this sister, she's got stuff together. So her house, it became uh an escape for me you know i don't have to lay on the floor i can come over eat her food uh lay around and you know play around and that's what we did but now i'm hooked i'm like wow this is it this is wow i've come up i'm 22 years old um nice good looking woman who's being patient with the fact that you know i ain't got a whole lot going on but i will say i showed up for her and i showed up for her son uh who later became my son but 
you know, there were moments where I'm now driving her car, picking him up for daycare, and <laughs> that's so that's so whack. But <laughs> you know, I'm using her cell phone because I didn't have a cell phone, but she had one. All right, let me borrow that. You ain't got to use that today. Let me borrow that. <laughs> you know, and we driving and hanging and. You know, doing our thing. And I'm like, wow, we are a little mini family. A little, little, little nice little situation here. So I'm thinking, dang, I love this girl. And we didn't have a whole lot of fights, to be quite honest. I think probably the most tension that we felt, right? This is the contradiction, the hypocrisy. I'm on this woman about her and her relationship with God because I was kind of like a half Christian, right? It didn't make a whole lot of sense, you know, why you up, you laying naked, doing naked stuff, but then you wanted to preach, sir. That didn't make sense, but that's what I was doing. So we would bump heads a lot about our faith, and I'm like, yeah, you need Jesus in your life. You know, you need to come to church. So she finally stopped coming to church. I'm like, oh, that was all I needed. Now we can get right, right. We can get it together. Now, I didn't feel a whole lot of pressure to just, you know, marry her or you're going to burn. But I did feel like, you know, dude, you got to figure this out. This is at least my 22-year-old brain. You got to figure it out. Like, you going to, you know, what you going to do? And so I went and had a conversation with an uncle of mine. I was like, man, I'm dating this woman. And it's getting really serious. And I, I really like her. I love her. And I think she's the one. You know, but I ain't got a whole lot going on, man. Let's just be honest. I ain't got a, I ain't got a job. I ain't got a crib. I don't even have a car, you know. Uh, well, I say I ain't got a real job. That was a part-time job. You know, what do you think I should do? And he was like, man, well, you can get that stuff later. Now, he's talking to the 22-year-old guy. So I guess his intentions were like, hey, what do you got to wait for? Now, the backstory is he met his wife very quickly. And they got married in like a month or two. So he's, he's giving me game from his lens. And he's like, with God, all things are possible. Mm, yeah, this is true. But there's some practical things that weren't in play. But we'll get to that stuff later. So I had this conversation with him. I was like, you know what? You're right. You're right. You're right. So now we have been dating. So now I'm almost like I'm 23 now. And so I like, you know what? I think he's right. So I, that few weeks later, I go ahead, I get a ring. And I'm like, I'm going to propose to her. Told a few people, I was like, I'm going to propose. I'm going to do it. So it was my girl, uh, Nikki's birthday. Nicole, shout out to Nicole. We'll get to your, I know what you're thinking right now, listening to this episode, whatever. We'll get to that later. It was her birthday. And we go out to dinner for her birthday. I'm with uh, my ex at the time, and I had been in the bathroom practicing my speech. I was like, I'm going to do this. Yes, this is going to happen. And <laughs> finally, I pulled some words together. I don't remember what I said, but something ended with, will you marry me? Right? And she's like, yes. Yes, I will. I'm all in. <laughs> I was like, yes. So that August... We got engaged. And so from August to February, we were wedding planning, cake testing, and I don't recall moving in. I don't think I moved in, but I was there a lot. Let's just say that I was there a lot. And uh, 
I was in love, right? I was, I felt like she was it. And we was going to be together forever. And I was like, hey, why do we need to wait? Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Let's get married on Valentine's Day. And to be quite honest, she was like, well, you sure? That's kind of soon. Uh, let's push it back a little bit. I was like, uh, well, what do we got to wait for? We we already semi doing this. We already been intimate. We're already, uh, you know, staying over. And <laughs> I already got to go back to sleeping on the floor at my parents' house. I don't want to keep doing that. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm thinking, she's like, yeah, okay. And so guess what? We did. We got married. Now, let me say this as kind of a sidebar. We did not have a whole lot of obstacles, oppositions, arguments when we were dating. We didn't. We dated for a good year. There was not a lot of things where I was like, man, this was just toxic. I can't stand being around her. Um, I don't like this. Uh, we're arguing. We're, you know, breaking up and, and taking breaks. We didn't take any breaks. We were in. We were, we were dating consistently. All of those things. So the question you might ask, well, all of the stuff seemed to be there. What happened, Rob? How did you go from love on Valentine's Day to doom, despair, and brokenness? How did you get there? Did you see any signs? Was there things that you might have had some check marks in and and they didn't they didn't they didn't register? Or did you see some things and you ignored it? What happened, bro? Hmm. So glad you asked. And in the next episode, we're going to dissect the other layers of what I just shared. And I won't say that some things were just overt and blatant and obvious, but they were subtle. Now, the 22-year-old me, he didn't understand. And I don't think the 27-year-old her fully got it. But over time, some of these things really became unbearable and the breakdowns begin to happen the arguments the fights the arrests the infidelities the uh, words that you're exchanging the hurt the altercations the police interventions all of those things came eventually but that's the beginning of the story. That's the beginning of the origin story. So we'll find out who became the villain. Who was the hero? Were there any heroes? Were we both villains? Let's find out on the next future episode. So thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Bad Side Podcast. Make sure you tune in for the next one. Peace. Manny Queen. Manny Queen. Manny Queen. Manny Queen.